Hello, sex nerds, friends. This episode of Sex Nerd Sandra is sponsored by AdamandEve.com. And guess what? They're offering such a great deal, it's kind of ridiculous. Super important, though, is remember to type in sex nerd at checkout and score four awesome goodies. 50% off almost any item, free shipping, three free DVDs, and an extra spicy super secret gift. Ooh, who knows? It's a mystery. Uh, their selection goes beyond just vibrators, too. I've been perusing, and I'm seeing all kinds of awesome bedroom helpers like liberator pillows, safe and easy beginner bondage kits, uh, cock rings, and even a whole section just on nipple clamps and toys. What? Nipple toys? A category? That's right, at adambeneve.com. So go there and type in sex nerd at checkout to get four awesome bonuses. 50% off almost any item, free shipping, three free DVDs, and a super secret gift. Ah, uh, adamandeve.com. You're fun. Now entering nerdist.com. Welcome to the Sex Nerd Sandra Podcast. Whoa, what are all these kids doing in here? Hey, if you're under 18, go ask your mom. Now that we're alone, let's start the show. I think I think it's time to uh, to start the show. Give it up for Sex Nerd Sandra, huh? That was a very exciting raffle we just did. Oh, are you okay? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't. Yeah. That can be a beautiful moment. Look at me with a short mic again. I'm so. Sure. Well, I'm the child person. Mike envy? I am kind of envious. The mic stands. What is that like? Is that like the inner penis part? Or is that like the balls? I don't know what that is. Guys, it's been a year. It's been a year of... Yes, thank you. Um, Dave, thank you. Sandra. Thank you for being here with me. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. So much. I could not have done this show every week. For a whole year, I barely even clean my house. Like, doing once a week. You have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I got some, you know some stuff I gotta do with. Um, but the point is that I I really appreciate having uh, Dave as a co-host through so much of this year, uh, and also Ed Salazar and Matt Burnside for also helping me out. Like, just can you give him a big round of applause for these guys? <laughs> extra awkward and when you're talking about sex every day of your life basically sometimes you lose a little bit of connection with the outside world so it's like really I need you well thank you I need you it's a little scary <laughs> it's a little scary I was like that time I told you I was in love with you <laughs> and you were scared of me for months it was a little upsetting you know I love you oh stop it <laughs> it's like a trigger Actually, someone that I know very well in my life just gave me the love confession thing. Oh, really? And I haven't been feeling so great uh, since because it was really awkward. Are they in this room? No. Okay. No. No. But I was like, ah, ooh, uh, everything shifts, (laughs) you know? Is that what you said? No. Well, actually, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love you. Everything shifts. Well, I no longer love you. That's that's interesting. Uh, so no, it was just it was like I wasn't aware that this was a thing, and then when you're not aware that that could possibly be a thing, and then it becomes a thing, and you're like, oh, well, that's new. 
know? It's like, oh. Totally. So anyway. I want to know who this is. Uh, I'll tell you later. Um, but the exciting thing is we've covered so many episodes, and honestly, we haven't. there's so much to cover in sexuality that we could be doing this for another several years just covering one topic. Like, we haven't even covered gay sex or, le- or lesbian sex or strap-ons, and we haven't talked about online dating yet, and we haven't even talked about... Like STDs and dating, that's something that's really important that a lot of people have written in. And long-distance relationships, a lot of people oh, yeah. have written in about long-distance relationships, Skype, video Skyping sex. There's a lot of stuff to get through, guys. This is going to be intense. Phone sex, sex, sexting. Year two is going to be, yeah, sexting. Did I tell you that I once texted a video of me coming to a girl? Oh did I tell you that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did not tell you that, did I? Well, I just told a room full of people. Yeah. <laughs> Have, have you ever been accidentally texted a video of someone coming? No. I, I have, why, have you? Because I have accidentally been I texted. I thought I sent that to the right person. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do know this for a fact. Uh, my good, very good friend, Jake Weissman, uh, who you should all go see perform stand-up. Uh, just a little plug. Very funny guy. Uh, and this is in a joke of his. He, uh, his dad just got a new girlfriend and learned to text and texted Jake a picture of his dick. (laughs) That's a problem. That is a problem. That's a memory. Is it a problem? That's a, it's an issue. It's a, it's a, something that affects you to the core, I think. (laughs) At least, you know, it's just one of those things that just, you don't, you don't, no take backs, you know? Yeah. Um, There is so much chatter in the room right now. I only have one question. How many of you guys, have, how many of you have gotten a picture of your dad's dick? Because <laughs> that's when the chatter happened. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. I've gotten that. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, everyone pull out your phones. Yeah, let's all. Quick, so everyone sext someone. <laughs> Randomly on your phone. Uh, maybe maybe wait to maybe sext not, people. Yeah. Um, we know we've had two million listens now. Oh my god! Yeah, we just hit the two million mark, so that's really great. Yeah, thank you, thank you. So tonight is going to be a fun night. Tonight, like, we we cover a lot of serious topics. We get really into stuff. We get really nerdy. And tonight, we get so many people who listen to the show and are inspired by the show who are really shy about their sexual journeys. You know, they're just starting to date, or they're newly divorced, or they're you know, wanting to spice it up, and they just don't know what to do. And, and, uh-huh. it's, and so much, and I'll always ask a guest, like, oh, bring tips, bring just the tip, just, just, just the tip. And um, you know, people will share, but I, tonight I want to talk about the stories of where we really learn stuff. Uh, and I have a few people here to, to come out and share some stuff about their lives in the bedroom, et cetera, in the car, wherever that happened to happen. <laughs> but uh, I would sure. really like to have uh, our uh, nerd king extraordinaire, uh, Chris Hardwick, come out. Chris Hardwick! Hello. Oh, the seat was much lower than I expected. <laughs> A second ago. <laughs> <laughs> Huh? How often? How often? <laughs> How often do you do that with your microphones? <laughs> what do the? Okay, I do a lot of. I do a lot of things. Oh, with my... uh, I'm sorry. Cup the stand. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Cup the stand and hold the mic. This that, is not that, how that, I that, that, that's this how comedians. Began. That's how comedians ask to be serviced. Cup the stand. Hold, hold the mic. 
That's <laughs> You should have come on for the Dirty Talk episode. What? Yeah. Well, Mark Maron was on, but now, now I kind of want Oh, what was he angry about? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> actually. Besides existence. <laughs> we actually got to see his cuddlier side. It was really strange. We actually uh, learned that he likes to cuddle. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We got really deep into his psyche in a place that no one ever goes. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah, get, get your seatbelt on there, friend. Just when, he, when he's cuddling, I wonder if he's just holding the person going, this is wrong, I don't know what's wrong with you, why can't you just fucking, t- t- why, can't, why, are you, why are you facing the other way, I hate myself. <laughs> keep, keep in mind, I love Mark, that's why I, get, that's why I, that's why I, te- that's why I give him shit. He always tweets shit at me, and I'm just like, ah, oh, come on. You oh, know? yeah, you guys yeah. give each other a hard time? Yeah, well, I, I, had a prob- I had a situation recently where I just got, like, I just got trolled by a bunch of people at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, and someone said to Mark, hey, you should teach Chris how to be a dick. And then Mark goes, <laughs> hey, it's kind of hard to be a dick when you, all you want is for everyone to like you. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> just right on the heels oh. of the troll, too. Right on the heels of the troll. Mm. Wait a minute, though. Mark Maron doesn't want everybody to like him, you know? Well, he like, does. Yeah, I mean, I think he would. I've said this about Mark before. What's really fun about Mark and what was, always, what was always hard about Mark is that he would say something really horrible to you, but then in the same moment expose something about himself, so then he would take away the control from you to get mad at him. He'd be like, he hey, I don't, know if you, I don't know if what you think you're doing up there is comedy. I mean, I only say that because I'm really insecure with myself. And you're like, well, how to be mad now? Wow, he fully empowers himself with his own vulnerability. What an amazing Jedi trick. It's a genius tactic. Wow. No, and he's, that, he's got That's good on better. dates, too. But don't be, say, a dick thing, but you're just using vulnerability. To yeah. No, you got to nag a girl like that book. <laughs> that, I never read that book. I, I was at a party recently, and Neil Strauss was there, the writer of that book, and he negged me. Really? Yeah, he totally negged me. That's and a I dumb felt story. Bad. Do you want to fuck me? See? That doesn't work. <laughs> Doesn't work. Oh, yeah. Why does he negged you? And did you call him out on it and be like, "Are you negging me now?" No, because I didn't know who he was at first. Then I just told somebody else, and I was like, "I'm sad because that guy was kind of mean to me, and I don't understand." And do you know how dummy would have felt if you were like, "Are you doing that neg thing from that stupid <laughs> book?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, uh, oh. "Negging hurts. I must have you now. It works. <laughs> the system works." Yeah, I didn't feel wanted or I didn't have the 10 to come down from. I was just wanted to put my cookies on the table with all the other snacks. Is that a what euphemism for something? No, it was... No, it was... <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're literal cookies. <laughs> yeah. Literally, they were cookies. I was at a... <laughs> I was hanging out with some people and there was boy, a boy, I just want to put my cookies on the table. <laughs> Yo, Dave, you want to go to that snack party later? <laughs> You just you whip your dick out and people someone's holding a chips ahoy and you're like this is this is actually a literal a cookie, cookie party. party yeah <laughs> I brought an actual cookie puss I don't know what you thought I was gonna bring. I'm so intimidated being sandwiched between two comedians right now it feels really odd. stop saying these things <laughs> I just put my cookies on the table and get sandwiched between comedians. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it. Oh, jeez, guys. By um, the way, congratulations on a year of podcasting. Yeah. This was Sandra. Wait, let me tell this. I want to quickly tell the story about how I met Sandra. Um, there was a, uh, I went to the pleasure chest to 
buy a big fake dick for a comedy sketch, <laughs> uh, which I remind her, there was, um, Paul Shear did a show at the UCB Theater for the last episode of Lost, and, um, and so we all did, we all did Lost-based ba- uh, sketches, and uh, Carlton was there, and Damon Lindelof was there, and a bunch of Lost people, and so um, I did some sort of a sketch where I was, I was Daniel Faraday doing stand-up comedy. Uh, and then I can't remember why, but at some point I run backstage and there was a pre-taped bit of me uh, with uh, Rebecca Mader, who played the girl that he was infatuated with, and Charlotte in the thing. And then she's in the video, and then I appear in the video, but all you see is this huge black dong <laughs> hanging out of my pants. And so I had to buy said dong, and so I went to the pleasure chest, and Sandra helped me, and, and then the whole time I kept saying, this is for a comedy sketch. And the more I said it, the more it sounded like it was not for a comedy sketch. And, and, and I thought you were really funny. And so we kind of we got to talking and talked about comedy exchange emails. And then one day we went to coffee and I just said, you're really funny. You're a sex educator. You should totally be doing your own show. Like you need to, your personality needs to be out in the world helping people. And I said, if you ever want to do a podcast, I will, I will make it happen. I was you. like, what's a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> No, seriously, when we were in the store and I was meeting you, and I mean, I, I live in, I, you're like the pop culture guy, you just know so much about pop culture, and I'm like not that person at all, so I'm like, I, I watched Lost a little bit, please explain to me these characters, I don't understand, like, and you're explaining to me so much, I was like, okay, I believe you that this is for a show called Lost, but I'm not sure, Yeah, but I think it is. There were not any big dicks on the show, I just, I right. added that part for Right, no. <laughs> Which, by the way, I want you, I want you to know... I donated that cock to the UCB theater. Ah. Um, so it's still, it's still there. Man, I thought you were going to say Goodwill. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, check, out the <laughs> check out the secondhand cock I bought. People would still be compelled to tell you how much they paid for it. Yes, it's three bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that cock is so 70s looking. Yeah, I got a, got a good will. That cock has... Okay. <laughs> it's, it's got the Thunderbird flame. Yeah, dude. <laughs> that cock has a mustache. <laughs> look, at the, look at the bell bottom. <laughs> on that cock. I think this cock is high right now. <laughs> I don't even know what to say to... <laughs> See, when people come to, to buy toys for comedy sketches, because, I mean, people do buy that stuff for you know, films and whatnot, I'm still like, now I know it's going to go home with a grip. Or someone, <laughs> someone in the, in, on your crew is going to go home with this. So here's a condom to cover it since it's porous and it could contribute. <laughs> yeah, it could be irritating, just in case. I think, still... I think your store should have a section just devoted to comedy sketches. <laughs> so people would feel comfortable going in. And just go right to the comedy section. I think you would see a weird growth in sales. <laughs> that would be the blow-up doll section. The what? The blow-up doll section. Right. That would be, that's that. Can I tell you a story about a blow-up doll? <laughs> oh, every day. Um, <laughs> when I was in college, uh, some friends of mine for a, you know, someone's birthday brought a blow-up doll for a joke. You know how everything you want to experiment with in college starts out as like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if we did this? <laughs> You know, it's like how homophobic frat guys are like, well, if we dress up like cheerleaders, and I'm just saying, it'd be ridiculous, right? Because uh, they're, really, they're really trying to Holy. deal with stuff that they're, that they're in denial about. Um, but, uh, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but, so anyway, so they wrote a blow-up doll, and then uh, we, all, we all got drunk, 
And uh, and then at like three o'clock in the morning, I everyone's asleep, and I took it in the bathroom and tried to have sex with it. Yes. <laughs> no yes. way. Yeah. And, and <laughs> the worst part was <laughs> it started to deflate. <laughs> I was worried that the sound was going to wake up everyone. And that's how... So, I mean, like, I, I got in for, like, a second, and then I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. Uh, here I am sneaking into a bathroom in the middle of the night with essentially a deflated balloon forming around my penis. Oh, my God, dude. And, and, uh, and there's no way to explain. Like, if someone comes in, there's no way. And I'm still not even sure that everyone else didn't do the same thing. <laughs> seconds with the yeah the, exactly that's exactly. why so 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 just for like a second I I that, that was my experience with a with a blow up dog it counts you scored it counts I did yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't even know she didn't say no <laughs> but she didn't say yes either <laughs> she just said ooh <laughs> really hard to talk to you about sex because I'm <laughs> yes it is no because I'm like <laughs> that's probably my that's probably my weirdest thing I've ever done and then I felt because I was raised Catholic I felt shame about it till still really yeah Did, were you raised Catholic yeah yeah I went to all boys Catholic school oh wow just to be fair you don't have to be Catholic to feel shame about fucking a blow up dog <laughs> I guess okay. I'm not I mean, saying I'm you should. I'm sorry. <laughs> Catholics and Jews. Actually, Jews have a really wonderful point Blow of view on doll sexuality. Thing. Mormons, though. Okay. What about? Whoa. Them? Well, they're just no. They're like uh, Catholics and Mormons. Really, oh yeah. Really intense. Well, they're not even technically supposed to have caffeine. I can't imagine. Fucking <laughs> I can't imagine fucking an inflatable toy is really. They're like, well, technically it does not say this in the Bible. <laughs> Show me where it says I can't fuck a blow up doll. Here's the question. The Mormon Bible. Who's he talking to? I don't know. Just himself. Had you already had sex at this point? I had had sex at that point, yeah. Yeah, I lost my virginity when I was 16. I have a story in my stand about how I almost lost it when I was 15. And then um, uh, some, some stuff happened before it, the. the Paperwork could be signed, and, um, and then uh, and then uh, and then when I was sixteen, I, I lost my virginity. Okay, how was that? Uh, fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. You had a great experience. Well, yeah. I was. I, this this girl was uh, eight. She was eighteen, oh. and we met over the phone. A friend of mine was over, and he was talking to her on the phone, and then he passed the phone over, and we started talking, and then kind of behind his back we traded information and then started talking like every night and then it became one of those things where it was just like you know like when you're a teenager and you're like oh my god I don't know what it is but I just I'm so taken by you and uh, and then so I was like I don't even care what you you know we didn't even care what each other looked like we just wanted to we just connected so well and so we met up and she tried to be a really cute girl and she was 18 which was kind of hot um, yeah and because uh, I, I was 16 no no yeah she was cradle robber. yeah she was yeah. Um, so, uh, so we, we met up and then pretty quickly after that, my parents went out of town and and we had sex and it was, it was great. We had sex a few times and then uh, abruptly she just broke it off. And then I think what I was able to piece together was that she was trying to make a boyfriend jealous. 
Um, which I still got to fuck her. I mean, uh, so you don't have to awe that bad. Still got, still got three or four sound porkings in before that gentleman became to realize his full jealousy potential. Um, so yeah, so that 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 happened. You know, doing what I do, I hear so many like strange or intensely odd virginity stories or like just like just rife with awkward that it's actually really refreshing to just hear like yeah I talked to this girl on the phone and then she wanted to like hang out after a while and then like we had sex and it was fine I'm like oh that happens even to self-identified nerd types oh yeah well I mean you know I think she was probably pretty pretty nerdy too but we um but I remember the first time it happened uh I remember like right after I mean you know she had to she had to help uh you know, uh, uh, she had to help uh, load the groceries and uh, in because when you're a guy, you don't really. Wait, know. I, I don't understand this metaphor. Groceries and you put it in the trunk. She helped steer. She steered. She had to. She had to. I don't understand. You know how? Uh, do you, are you familiar with semaphore? Oh <laughs> She had to. Yeah. She had to put his dick in. Yep. I don't know why I got shy all of a sudden. I mean, that's what happened to me. Absolutely, I needed all sorts of direction. Yeah, so, I mean, I have a joke. I have a joke about it. I have a, d- a dumb joke about it in my act that, from a guy's point of point of view, losing your virginity is a lot like trying to find platform nine and three quarters. Like, <laughs> like everyone tells you there's an opening, but you can't see it, so you just shut your eyes and run at it and hope you get through. Um, <laughs> ripped right from my act. And so, uh, and so I just remember in the process when it was happening, the lights were kind of low, and I just looked to the left, and I just saw the shadows of our bodies, and then me doing what I guess was the approximation of, of the sex motion, and just kind of laughing, like, I can't believe you know, this, this is happening right now. And it didn't last a long, long time, but longer than I expected it to, you know, especially after the previous experience. Um, I think for me, it was like just getting in was a win. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, and then afterwards, uh, we just sort of laid there and kind of held each other to uh, <laughs> Belinda Carlisle's "I Get Weak." Uh, <laughs> just if I could date, that date is myself so a little bit. Appropriate too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, and then that didn't. And then it was a, it was a little while until I had sex again after her. Can I ask you a question? Sure. Is it easier now to find the entrance? <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I got an app for it, like everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> I mean, I'm, do, I'm doing really well. I actually hired a dick caddy. Uh, that's me. I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm Chris's dick caddy. Um. <laughs> no, because I'll, like, I'll notice, um, like, through the years, having uh, male partners, that... Like, people will find the entrance in different ways. Like, there are just different ways. Like, some people will kind of angle from the side, find a, find a bone, and then kind of, like, swipe in, you know? Sure. And then some people, like, kind of, like, do, do a hand first. And then some kind of just circle, and then, like, I just am like, okay, and then I help. You know, like, everyone, like, has their method. So and I, then some will flip you over and then, and then back you into them all going... <laughs> I don't recommend that way. Uh, it was cute the first time, but after that, it just got old. <laughs> you know? No, I think it... 
Yeah, because because the the the. The vagina, like the opening, is is not angled the way that you think it's going to be angled right. if you're not if you're not used to it. So you you have to now now you you compensate a little bit yeah. for it. Sure. Yeah. 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 When I lost my virginity, I uh, and this this is not <laughs> this was yesterday. Uh, uh, this has not happened to me since. She kept saying no, not that way, and I was like, oh, did I put it? And, and she was like, no, 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 it's in my vagina. And I'm like, okay, well now I'm I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like, like, I was putting my penis into her vagina, and she was like, ah, not that way. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I have, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Apparently I was hitting some sort of, like, wall or, like... Going down to le- the tailbone? I guess, or, or I don't know. But she, she had to, like, really, like, really twist and direct me. Were you, tra- were you trying to mash your balls in at the same time? Because it's, it's just a... Yeah, full disclosure, I was trying to put my whole head in her vagina. <laughs> Have I taught you nothing? <laughs> full disclosure, I put uh, full Klingon battle armor under my cock at the time. That's really funny. God, that's a new one. I've never even thought about someone trying to stuff everything in there. That's okay. Uh, something, yeah, just some, everything. Yeah, just everything. <laughs> Some crackers, everything. Just, <laughs> um, just, sh- just put everything in. I think it's called the Dagwood. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. People of a certain age will get that joke. Thank you for being on the show, by Oh, it's the way. great to be on your show. It's, people come out. They, they love you. It's so, so great. It's, I, I had no idea. We were just... This one and me, us, we discovered we were, we were going to go up to San Francisco at the exact same time, and he for comedy and me for teaching, so we both got to go to San Francisco. We took a road trip, and when we got there, it was the first time teaching outside Los Angeles, and like tons of listeners showed up. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. It was the, most, like, it was the first time where I was like, oh, people do listen to this show and come and are excited and, and learn things and not a lot. Well, that's that's the tricky thing about podcasting is that for a while you just go, ah, I guess this is just for me and a handful of other people, and then and then you you go you know you start going. I, I the fir- the first time I kind of noticed like oh people kind of I was at a store and I I said something I go how much is this thing and a girl just goes uh, are you and she was listening to the podcast and she didn't know. <gasps> Didn't know my face, had never seen me on anything, and recognized because of my voice. Oh. That, that, that I thought was like, oh shit, yeah, it was really, it was a weird, yeah. it was a weird, weird thing totally. to happen. That's awesome. So it is, it is, but I think you do affect a lot of people, and I think, I think, you know, I think positive sex education is important. Um, totally is. You know, especially now, because I feel like so much of our culture is, is has regressed, and that we're, you know, so at least outwardly puritanical. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so it's important. Yeah. Oh yeah, we are. <laughs> Which is fun because I, I I wish we had more, like I wish Puritan costumes and like role play were a thing. But it's more just an attitude. But like I wish that oh, were more. Oh man, like, if I, just, I see a fucking buckle on a hat. I just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck someone. Oh. Oh shit. <laughs> Have you ever role played? Are you a role player? No. Oh well, I mean besides D and D, that one. No, no. Yeah. I mean, I, I, not, no, none of the bedroom because I think for me. I think I'm, I have too much of the cynical comic gene, so I'm a little like, 
All right, come on. I'm not. <laughs> we're not walruses on a glacier, <laughs> and I didn't just fucking roll over. Walruses. Or I don't know, whatever. See, I'm not even good at it. <laughs> whatever people. Baby, tonight I want to be a walrus. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I want you to beat my seal against the shore. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I guess I guess I just feel. I guess I just feel. But, but while I do enjoy cosplaying, like say, like my girlfriend Chloe is a fantastic cosplayer. I, but there isn't, you know, there isn't really. A, well, there may be a Doctor Who thing once, but uh, but I. But, uh, but, uh, there was a, Maybe there was an accidental Rose Tyler in there one time. Oh. Uh, oh. But uh, it's, not like, it's not like I would ever say, tonight we should get dressed up just to fuck each other. Like, you know, I, I wouldn't think to do that. Like, like if I'm already going to a Comic-Con or something and already, you know, then maybe it's kind of fun, but, but I wouldn't be like, you know, uh, get out your best Punisher costume. Like, I wouldn't. <laughs> Yeah, I think pressure is really high when it comes to role playing, but like definitely just like in the moment and be like, so Rose, you know, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't done any Doctor Who role play. That's that's one that I haven't. I need to date someone who actually watches the show. I think that would probably be helpful. Two words: Sonic Screwdriver. Yeah. Are you there, no, no. I, I'm just, I'm just surprised that that has not been made into an adult toy yet. The Sonic Screwdriver. Oh, I did see the. Did you see the dildo with the TARDIS in it? It's a sparkly. Oh, yeah. It was like an. Oh, yeah. It was a, a one time. It was, it was on Facebook and around, but it was a sparkly silicone dildo with a little TARDIS in it. It's like the swirling of time. Oh, that's adorable. Yeah. Really... And as you're shoving it in someone, you can be like. See, that, that's that why was, I would be so excited if someone did that. I'd be like, yes, that's awesome. Why, that's why I can't role play or do that stuff because I just my and maybe you're. The, I don't know if you're the same way, David. Just like the 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 drive to make jokes is too strong. Absolutely, that I couldn't do it seriously. I would just have to yeah. make jokes out of it. And and some ladies don't appreciate comedy in moments of, of intimacy. Some, 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 very few. Some don't. Yeah, I mean. I like some like laughter in the bedroom. Who likes to laugh? Like a little laughter. Oh, we see, I'm nodding. Yeah, laughter in the bedroom. Yeah, but wouldn't it sort of like break up the role play? Isn't it? Like, aren't you supposed to be in character? You don't want you know the guy in the walrus Punisher costume to uh, <laughs> <laughs> just be like, "I'm here to avenge my family. <laughs> I'm going to do it with your pussy." <laughs> No, you, you laugh you laugh hysterically and then keep going. And then you keep laughing and then at some point it turns hot and you're like, whoa, this is really... <laughs> I'm going to fuck this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like that. Um, anyway... Um, just, like those, just like those teenage tickle fights that turned into make-out sessions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that what was supposed to happen? I just yeah, it never happened to me. Yeah, I don't... Aw. Oh, I'm jealous. Wait. Oh. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about the time I went camping with my uncle. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't help. I was thinking about who tickles you when you're younger. <laughs> I'm sorry, I apologize. I'm so sorry. I said I can't help it. I'm a fucking comedian. You can't throw this stuff at me and not make have me make jokes like that. Touche. Uh, oh my god. 
<laughs> I'm so sorry. And that in itself is a role play, but that's the sex education. So Drew was listening to your podcast recently, and um, uh, Chris Hardwick's comments were a little uh, upsetting to me. <laughs> As an uncle, <laughs> um, I do not tickle my nephew before I fuck him. <laughs> I just fuck him. <laughs> That is a gross mischaracterization. <laughs> Clearly you don't know uncles. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> Please, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Very interesting things about what you would roleplay as, Chris. <laughs> we're, 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 we're learning so much. So sorry. <laughs> um, oh, my God. I would really like... So, one year anniversary, I wanted to just talk about experiences and whatnot. whatnot. Um, the person who has taught me a lot just in terms of dating and, uh, and whatnot is my best friend and uh, hip-hop dance instructor extraordinaire, uh, Yvette Baker. Yvette, come on out. Hi, best friend. Hello, bestie. Hello. Welcome up here. Hello. Yes. Get comfortable. This is so uncomfortable. I'm sorry. That's that's so you lean forward and to the <laughs> Chris just apologized for the, the the chair. That was really funny. Okay. Hello. Um Yvette, thank you for coming to the show. I know you're not usually in the public eye, so I appreciate you uh getting that's up true. here on stage. Thank you. Um do you know why you're here? I'm about to find out. Yeah. <laughs> um Yvette has been my best friend since wrestling team in high school. We met, we met wrestling. Eighth grade. Eighth grade. Eighth grade, we fell in love with each other. Like, in a wow, we were like best friends. Like, wow. As in love at first sight. Yeah, like, wow. The only time. Yeah, we ever. just needed to be friends now. Yeah. Yeah, it had to happen. Wait, your school had a girls wrestling team? No. No. <laughs> uh, oh. We were those girls. We oh, were badass. We were on the men's team. Oh. Two of three, I think, three. in the end. Well, there yeah. were 25, but most of them wanted to lose oh, weight. Oh, they all, they all wanted and to then, lose weight. They quit. They got ringworm. They didn't get then, <laughs> dates out of it. They're just like, I'm out. And we're then, like, no, we really want to fight. Let's do three. this. So years passed, and uh, things happened. And uh, I was more the uh, serial monogamist type, and Yvette was more of the, uh, well, let's taste the rainbow. Uh, she was the adventurous. Nice. Thanks. Uh, you have taught me so much because you've had some, some wonderful relationships, but um, in our last bout of being single at the same time, we had a moment where I learned something very important about when you go out and want to meet people at bars with a friend. And that is, if... You want to do this? Okay. Guys, I get wingmen. Like, if you're going out and looking for females, like, if you start talking to somebody and you're like, oh, this might turn out well, like, you know that they're going to go home. Females looking for guys, I thought we were really trolling, but we were, like, having a good time. I didn't actually know that she wanted to go home with the guy that she was talking to. I thought they were just flirting. So I was, like, constantly cock... Yvette? You totally clip-blocked. I clip-blocked. I totally (laughs) clip-blocked. Do you remember this? I absolutely remember this. <laughs> what, were, what were you doing? Was it a lot of like, so where are we going now, guys? Because <laughs> <laughs> <That's what laughs> no. this, is, this is fascinating for me to hear. Because, you know, because, well, let me put it, th- let me say this first. I have not, 
I was in a relationship for, for seven years, and then I didn't really date, and then Chloe and I started seeing each other. I, I too, am sort of, I have the monogamy thing. I don't really even remember, like, going out with the guys to pick up girls. Yeah. Like, I don't remember that at all, really. So, but it's interesting to hear that, that you do some of the same things that we do. Yeah, we, we didn't go specifically like to pick eat up. and breathe air. I don't know why yeah. it's so surprising to me. <laughs> We're human. No, it's like we went out to just have a good time. Single gals out in the town, living life, you know, blowing off some steam. And then... Right. I mean, I have to say, I don't think it's necessary to be completely explicit every time. Uh, Sometimes most friends, you can give a look. They know you well enough. Like, hey, I would like to get down right now. You work that out. But Sandra Doherty is not one of those people who responds to a look. She just, oh, something's shifting. What is this? What's happening? And she gets way over analytical, and it's a mess. So in that regard, I should have known. However, yes, uh, incident was, there was a very cute boy. I don't think he spoke much English even. But, and uh, this cute boy had a cousin or a friend. It was very much who a was ugly. That... Just straight, it was ugly. He was a sweet person, and he was charming. <laughs> he was a sweet and ugly person. <laughs> just, just phenotype. Just, I'm, you know, okay, I'm sure he's fine. very kind. Uh, and, uh, and the cute one, uh, he was down. I was down. You know, I have a couple words here and there, some foreign languages. He knew what I wanted. And the problem was that uh, Sandra was recently single. Is that what it was? I was recently single. I was recently a, I was a single. tough week. So you want to be, yes. And that was our compassionate girl-on-girl hangout. Oh, let's feel better. Have some cocktails. Shake it. Show the boys we still got it. Kind of outing. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I didn't want to ruin that and be an asshole and just go home with someone. Uh, but turns out that uh, uh, I had to say goodbye and be a good friend. Mm-hmm. And as these boys drive off... Sandra then decides to tell me, oh, did you, if you wanted to sleep with him, I would totally sleep with the other guy. Just to have to, wait, wait, oh. busy. Uh, really, because that seemed to be a huge problem like five seconds ago. What do we do with the ugly fool? Like, can you just, and you were willing to, to you know, help a sister out and you said nothing until they drove away. And that's that's a lesson I learned was, here. I thought you, need you to communicate. were really good at flirting and I mean I was having a really bad week and I was like ready. I'm like, fine. I'll just take one for the team. It's fine. It's totally fine. I, I, wish, I, I wish that you were so socially awkward that you just walked up and go, hey, Ben, if you want to jerk this guy off in the car, I'll blow this ugly one in the bathroom. <laughs> What? <laughs> what? <laughs> it can be pretty, you know. It's yeah. I was like, okay, time to go home. Time to go home. And I yeah, I didn't know. But right. that's what it's like. Check in with your friends when you go out because you never know what's on the agenda, and you may not get the look. You may not understand the look. So mm. the point is to get on the same page. You know, take a time out, go to the bathroom, figure it out. I've learned. <laughs> I've yeah, learned. you've learned. I'm good. Yeah. Now we know. So. What? This is a big deal. You have a legitimate crowd here. I know, yeah. The, uh, yeah, hi. Hello, everyone. <laughs> hi. Um, Yvette is very shy about her hip-hopping skills, but I'm not going to make you dance. This isn't like, but, no, 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 no. This has nothing to do with that. No. Yvette has a special talent where she can... You got a rowdy crowd, man. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? 
we will... crowd wants to fuck. Can you tell? <laughs> we will go out and just watch people in bars and whatnot, and she can completely read people and, like, where they're at in life, you know, if they're single or if they're married or if... Or if they have a really awkward... Like she can teach people how to dance. Like She can read everything. This woman is a magic maker when it comes to teaching people how to dance, is what I'm saying. But she is... Like, oh, God, what do you say? Most, I don't know, but... Like, there was this one time where you were, we were at a club. Okay. And you were dancing with this guy. And it was really awkward. And like you just worked it out, and you got him to dance amazingly by the end. Do you remember this? Um... No. No? no. <laughs> it was like Not a miracle. I was, it was like... I, I have to say, though, that's, 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 my, uh, that's where my sexual comfort zone, the dance floor. That's where I feel confident and not shy and sexy. And everywhere else, it's a disaster. As you know, uh, I've made some very poor decisions. I don't know how I've taught you anything or inspired you. I've taught you what not to do, for sure. Right. Uh, but the dance floor is really, really basic. It's really basic. Well, you just couldn't, you know, you can't, you, you don't have to say anything. It's all body. Um, you know, you're with your body every day. If you're not comfortable in it, that's a little strange. It's all you have all the time. I can understand if you're not comfortable with, like, carrying a heavy bag or something. Like, oh, this is temporary. But your body every single day. So I, I don't really get that so much. And on the dance floor, it's, it's, it's supernatural. I think it has nothing to do with me being able to dance because sometimes you're really boxed in in a crowd full of people and I'm not really dancing. I'm just standing there more like wiggling with everybody else. <laughs> and uh, it's still really comfortable. Uh, you know, I can grab anyone's junk if I want to on the dance floor just to check it out before I, you know, invest so much time oh, with that person. Oh, yeah, guys oh, love can. to do that. Yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> no, okay. Yeah, like cantaloupes just it's like it's very mm-hmm. useful it's very useful mm-hmm. it's actually, a gr- yeah it's very very useful I'll, yeah I have to say Chris Hardwick there are a lot of men these days who do not take no for an answer who do not take I have a boyfriend I'm engaged I have crabs herpes they don't care they don't care at all so the best advice I could give any girl who's trying to get rid of a man pursuing pursuing on the dance floor in a crowded party whatever you know just smile put your hand on his chest just stroke all the way down when you get to the package and grope it just laugh hysterically <laughs> and then oh wow and, and of course of course there is those awesome dudes that still won't get it and then you have to you know just very clear over the the crowd. joke's on you I dress my dick up like a clown <laughs> Gotta be explicit. Uh, you have to be explicit. Your intentions after but the yeah, It's funny you say like nowadays guys don't take no for an answer. I, you know, I tell I tell Chloe this all the time. Like when it comes to because she has a lot of guy fr- friends who are guys, and I say, listen, you have to understand how the male brain works. We will look for any sliver of a hope, even if you flat out go. I'm not interested. You go, well, she went up on the last syllable, so that maybe means that there's an open... Like, guys really are that driven that we will constantly look for any sliver of hope and go, well, maybe she didn't mean that, and keep trying and keep trying and keep trying. And so that's why, um, you know, I think it's important to, to, to create boundaries with people as much as possible. I agree. Yeah. I definitely. Agree. It gets complicated on the dance floor. It definitely does. I mean, oh, shit, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
I'm not saying shit doesn't get complicated on the dance floor. (laughs) Very complicated. I've ended a few relationships on the dance floor. With no words? No, I mean... (laughs) I try not to mix alcohol with dance, but every so often, and there I go, you always know that I'm drunk when I hit the floor, on the floor, on my hands and knees, crawling somewhere. Oh, no. There she goes. And I'm crawling up some legs that I hope are single. And, uh, <laughs> and sure enough, they're not, and there's a huge problem. Do you mean like up. amputees? Just <laughs> 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 the way you said that. I hope this is a single leg. <laughs> I'm glad you cleared that up. Oh, I know. Oh my god, I got a snort. You totally we just got a snort. My favorite. Oh man, yeah, you got her. It's not ending. Oh no, that's funny. I, but I, I do, I do think that in those types of situations, women have, uh, women have more power in the sense that, I mean, or at least as a guy, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable just like groping people. But I think as, yeah. as, 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 as a woman, I feel like you, pro, you just. It's you, not your go-to. It's just you know, by any means necessary to get them away. This is a place to go if you're frustrated or scared. Or fed up, you know. Go also, could you could you imagine what would happen, Chris, if you or I crawled across a dance floor, <laughs> crawled up someone's legs, hoping they were single? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it wouldn't. It just it's a it, gamble. We would fucking get. <laughs> we would get thrown out so hard. Yeah. Like ow, 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 like, ow, ow. You could get straight up murdered for that. Mur- um, yeah, S- murdered, punched, uh, thrown out on your face. Sure. Uh, e- e- ne- never to be allowed. Thrown in jail. Like you get a movie deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we should do this. We could. Not- <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. I know we were just kidding, but now. It's, uh... Yeah. No. It's. It's. Uh, I, I mean, I even. I even even think of the last time I went to like a. A dance club. I don't know. Yeah, that's the other thing I was going to say. I like, uh, you know, more power to you, but I can't relate at all to any of that. <laughs> like, you even said, like, the thing about being comfortable in your body. I was like, <laughs> what do you mean? I, I think it was funny that she was like, how could you not be comfortable in your body? I'm like, I, yeah, here's a hundred reasons. Uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. How do you, how do you, when you, like, talk to guys and, and help them out with that, like, what... What are some tips around that? Just getting more comfortable in your body, especially with movement. With movement. Well, being comfortable, I mean, first and foremost, you just cannot be afraid of embarrassment. That is going to go down. It went down for me all my childhood. I just was embarrassed every single day of my life with my mother. I think that's she's my sexual inspiration. Um, because I will never be as embarrassed <laughs> uh, with a partner, potential partner, as I was with my mom. Uh, who what? No. No, no, no. None of that. None of that. I'm just saying that, I mean, you just have to take chances. You have to go for it. If you get rejected, you get rejected. If someone thinks your ankles are too fat, whatever. Like, <laughs> you know, but I mean... But don't you feel like there are some people where, you're, where they're obviously following the advice of like, I'm just comfortable in my own skin, and you're like, please cover up. Like, you know, like... <laughs> You know, I like, mean, that's like, a like, whole dude, like dudes with like that's taste versus no taste. That's a different issue. Like, <laughs> I mean, like like if you saw a dude at a, at a nightclub and he just had like a huge old gut hanging out, and he was like, "I'm just comfortable with me." <laughs> you know, I actually prefer I prefer to look at that over someone who's constantly 
pulling their shirt down or has bad posture it, because the they hunch. don't want the hunch because they're scared. <laughs> or, uh, and meanwhile, I'm just like... Yeah, I mean, that's so much more uncomfortable to look at. And granted, not everybody dances or knows how to dance, but if you just do the movement that feels natural to you, whatever would come out in your bedroom, let's say, those moves on the dance floor, it looks, <laughs> it looks legitimate. <laughs> Chris is... <laughs> Chris is jerking off now. Chris is just pantomiming jerking off. Yeah. What? <laughs> I mean, That's you, a good move. You can just kind of... <laughs> and it works. It actually works if you... Yeah. It's called the milk the cow. That's what they're doing. <laughs> milk the cow. That's actually kind of a funny way to teach someone to dance. Like, imagine there's a thousand dicks around you. <laughs> And you have to service everyone, and it doesn't matter which two. You just always have to have your hands on two at a time. Like, it totally works. It fucking totally works. It does work, but I don't know if that would accomplish the making you comfortable part of it. Throw your hands up at me. What's your name? You have to be. You have to be a guest choreographer in my class. Yeah. Chris Hardwick Seminar, A Thousand Dicks, <laughs> A Guide to Dancing. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, it's been some fun times. Like, but Eva is seriously, like, she's helped me get out of my shell a lot. And for somebody who's shy and kind of quiet socially, like, it's good to have that friend that really encourages you to, to be more of a social butterfly. Um, but I'm really clueless. Like, I'm clueless. And I don't know if you remember this, the... Um, the guy, I don't even know how to describe this person. The guy that... Uh, my guy, your guy. My guy. Uh, there have been two instances in life that I have uh, hooked up or like dated people because Yvette encouraged me to do it. <laughs> and both times were like extra special. Because like usually I'll date like the nerd guy from, you know, from like... I don't know. I'm just always dating like the nerd guy, and then it's like a you know marriage, you know, and stuff. Is so you the like, guy who ripped off your underwear? Yeah, that guy. That guy. <laughs> like a nice pair of underwear that he should pay you for. <laughs> I was like, it was a really nice. I pair swear of to God, for a second, I thought you meant that he stole her underwear. <laughs> like, that sounds terrible. I honestly, and then and then I got oh. when you said expensive, he ripped it up. Do you like do you like to date kind of nerdier guys because you feel like you're helping them to open up? Are you sort of a a mentor in that in that situation, or do you like to be like have be on equal ground with someone? Oh, that's a really she good dates question. nerds one hundred percent of the time, without exception. Like one of my good thing you're in a comic book like, store. Must <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, be a lot of action a for you here. You're not about to lie right now to all your fans. You date only nerds. Don't give anybody false hope. Who's cool? Wants to date you. <laughs> I date very nice, wonderful, warm-hearted human beings who happen to be nerds as well. Yes, they're good people. Good people. I honestly, you know, um, I mean, there might. I think the whole actually having a good grip on the dating thing has been more like recent years. But I definitely like my college boyfriend who was bullied by one of our like childhood friends in middle school for being a huge nerd. I like fell in love first sight. I was like, oh my god, we need to get married. Like, and we dated for several years. So, like, I don't know. I just, like, immediately, I'm like, oh, my God. That was you a know, sight, so. for sure. I mean, <laughs> beauty is within, but... <laughs> oh, it's okay. Oh. This is... No, 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 no. You have, oh, to, you have to be fair. Was that Sandra's dad hit him with the car, and then he had asked her to the enchantment <laughs> under the sea dance. <laughs> 
reference. I get that one. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, that was rude. That was rude. No, but, no, uh, totally. He, that was a that was a, that was a special case. Uh-huh. That, for sure. no, that was no, sure. but that was a good relationship. Um, but the guy who ripped off my panties. This is how cool. And I get this because we get letters all the time from people who are just like don't get how to date and like understand signs. Like, how do I know that they like me? How do they know? How do I know that when it's time to like do the sexier dance? You know, like when is that? When do we shift gears, right? And I was learning a lot about dating at this time, and this was like an important step. This I, I remi- remember this all the time because it reminds me how clueless people can be about how awesome they are and how they forget. Because we went on several dates, this guy and me, not the classic type that I usually go for, and um, he took me to like holiday parties and whatnot, and like I'm like, oh, I guess this person wants to date me as a relationship. I don't know if I want this, but you're very nice and, and rather funny, so let's do this. Um, and I hope you said it to him like that. <laughs> yeah. in, in here. And then he could just go, processing. <laughs> yeah. He's, he, he wasn't a nerd, so he wouldn't have said that. He's actually in the comedy scene in L.A., so I'm never expressing who this person is, ever. <laughs> it's not me. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's not, no, no, no. Let's just start naming all the comics we know. <laughs> yeah. Wait, who was it? <laughs> that was, was really where hot. my brain went. Very no. hot. And so we go to a party. We get, go back to his place. He and his roommate decide to watch a documentary. Like, we're watching a documentary at midnight, so I'm like, well, this is very unsexual. That's fine. I'm very comfortable now. Um, and so we kind of cuddle on the couch and watch this documentary, and the credits are rolling, and I have to work in the morning. He's, like, going on a trip the next day, so, like, we need to go. And we've kissed just a little bit. I get up, and like, no, seriously, like, it's 3 in the morning. Like, I, I really have to go. And we haven't really done anything besides kissing at this point. And I don't know. I feel like he wants to, like, make me his wife or something. Like, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it what is what his interests are in me as a person, but I haven't really... This is where communication comes in. Um, We hold each other. He kisses me. He starts lifting up my dress, right? And then holds my panties. And they're, they're like, lacy. And so he grips them and kind of pulls them, right? And, like, I can kind of get, like, a dominant vibe from people once in a while. So I got that much. I'm like, oh, I'm going to try and tear tear off my panties, panties down. He's like, why? Is it cool? Is it cool if I did? Like, what would you do? It's like, I'd probably just laugh a lot and stuff if you did that. <laughs> and he, he literally, like, rips, like, puts his fingers through my panties and, like, rips them off me, like, the uncomfortable way, where, like, it was like... Oh. Where, you, where, you get a, where you get a wedgie first? <laughs> no, it was like a frontal rug burn, reggie, tearing. I didn't mind it so much. <laughs> How how are you enjoying your extra (laughs) vagina? I mean, it's so awkward. (laughs) You're trying to be sexy, but then you just start giving someone a wedgie. Like, ah, well, I'm gonna go. What, like? So, what about this guy? How did I do you wrong by encouraging you to allow him? (laughs) No, no, no. This is the difference because, like, you get the subtleties. But I, I guess I like to think that, like. We, we, rep- we talked to a lot of people who were having a hard time, but I still didn't understand that he wanted to have sex with me. Like, I still didn't get it. Like, he ripped off my panties, and I just started laughing hysterically. What did you it- think that he... Do <laughs> <laughs> you think he was going to rip off your panties and go, there's another great documentary on... <laughs> understand i'd been in so many long-term relationships with really nice people that did i just didn't it was i didn't understand like i got i understood sex but i didn't understand the transition to sex and so i was like that was hilarious oh my god that just happened and i just laughed a but lot. guy but I, but, I, 
But I definitely I think that sort of, that sort of. It didn't occur to me till years later that he actually wanted to have sex. But that that, that sort of. <laughs> I'm sorry. He, he ripped your panties off, and you were like, "See ya." <laughs> but I think I think what she's saying was that the, that he there were no outward indicators leading up to that point that he wanted oh, to have sex, right. and I think that's a very fundamental difference between the way that we communicate sexually is that. When a guy is just ready, all of a sudden he'll just try to fuck you. Like, I mean, like, hopefully you're in a, you know him. But I mean, like, but I mean, in the sense that you know, where, where, like, most of the time, like, I feel like where, and, and please tell me if I'm wrong about this, but I feel like from from a woman's point of view, I sense that it's a little more like we need to kind of ramp into this and you know sometimes it's okay to like tear each other's clothes up but if you're just watching a documentary then you're like all right blah, you know that it's a little that it's a little off-putting because the the you know some of the signals aren't there it totally was thank you for finding the learning moment oh there. good good i'm so glad i'm so glad no, it's, it was very off-putting. But the thing is, is that if we had been more clear about what we were interested in, I totally would have had sex. I just had no idea that's... Oh, so I, you ended up not having sex? No! Would you just, you just pick your shredded panties off the ground? and What, did you, what happened? Like, it was so late. It was Wait, you did. Thing. I've seen them. You did pick them up, no, didn't I you? No, I was still... Like, he ripped them, but then they were still, like, the elastic part was around my waist. So I was like, well, that's going to be an awkward ride home. <laughs> so I just wore them. I mean, they were just on... It was like a belt now. <laughs> was a very what did he say? Belt. I'm curious to know how you get out of that moment. <laughs> I was like... It's not yeah, like, did he... <laughs> I didn't want to run away, but I was just like, wow, okay. But he wasn't making any other... It was, like, sort of the move to, like, be like, yes, I want to do something. And I just didn't understand that that was like his way of saying I like you sexy me want penis time is that it what was he a said? bad move but like no no he didn't but like you sexy so he actually walked me out to the elevator in the carrying you out by the <laughs> <laughs> no in the elevator he like he, we even made out like he actually like lifted me up and like we actually had make out in time in the elevator as the elevator came down and then uh, I got in my car and just Drove away, but like there was no, there was absolutely no indication that he like wanted me to come back upstairs. I didn't understand what was going on. I was very new, is what I'm saying. So you might be getting the best signs ever and not be aware of it. So sometimes you need your friends to like, because I remember coming to you after and being like, I don't understand. And you're, like, kind of but guys don't really give. I think in general, guys are bad with those kinds of cues. We just, I think we're just sort of driven by like oh, I want to have sex now, you know? And so a lot of times I think we fail to properly kind of set it up and and give the proper... Mm -hmm. I mean, if both people are in that frame of mind, it's great. Mm -hmm. But but I think guys more often than than girls will just be like, do-do-do, I'm just watching, you know, I'm just uh, here building a radio or whatever guys do. And then... uh, That's what they do. And then, and then, oh, time to fuck! And then they just want to get it in without really... Yeah, it was like a... What? What do you? What do you <laughs> They're just building this crazy character who is like building a fucking radio, I mean, and then looks over at his wife and is like, "All right, well, okay. but I honestly, that's that's honestly what I think. That's like guys. I think guys a lot of times just don't think ahead. We just sort of like moment to moment, like, well, this is what I'm feeling now, so I'm going to try to pursue this thing in this moment. And then we don't understand sometimes if we sure. are to get rejected. We're like, I don't understand why I can't be, you know. It's like, no, 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 you kind of got to, you know. Yeah. I would also guess Where's that, that guy? this guy was, like, was like nervous. I'll say so, something that happens to me a lot is I'll, like, get into that mode where I like, want to hook up with a girl, but I'll be very nervous of what 
to like the fact that she doesn't want to, so I won't do anything about it for a while. And then that puts you in a position of like like when the girl's leaving where you have to like it's like make or break. And for me, I'm just like, ah, see ya. Like, that's what I do. I'm like, I'm not even gonna like it. But that guy was probably like, ah, I gotta do something. And I'll, I'll just fucking wedgie her and push her against the wall. I know, like, I know a guy who's a comedian that I think you guys might actually know, and he says, you know, if he's performing somewhere and he like a girl agrees to come back to his room and they might kiss for a couple minutes and then she'll go, well, I'm gonna go now. And he, and he says the moment he realizes that they're not gonna have sex. Right before she leaves, he just goes, uh, do you want to just watch me jerk off? And he goes, and he says, like, 100% of the time, they go, okay. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. I want to say his name, but I can't remember if we talked about it on my podcast. He was a guest on one of our podcasts, and I... Yes. We did. It was oh, Moshe Kasher. Okay. <laughs> yeah, which which is a which is a hilarious. First of all, I could never I could never be comfortable doing that. But it's not I, that uncommon, actually. I guess it's not. It's but, not. So as a woman, <laughs> you know what's hilarious? The immediate thought I had was, "Wow, that sounds like Moshe." <laughs> Wait, what is? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Something about, yeah, you hit that place, you hit that wall, like, oh, fuck, this is not gonna happen. What can I do? All hope is not lost. I'm still here in your car, as my latest incident was oh. a passenger, and I said, get out, you know, I'm not gonna <laughs> sleep with you. He said, well, okay, I can respect that. I mean, after a lot of trying. And then, uh, and then just that. Well, hey, could I maybe just, like, pull out my penis, like, real fast, and you, like, it'd be so hot if you would just watch. And, uh, you know, then was followed by a more firm, get out of my car. <laughs> and he did. I mean, that's, I mean, what do you, how do you? Oh, Moshe gets I, around. I cannot imagine saying yeah. <laughs> is there, Does that happen a lot? Is it just That's fa- disgusting. Is I would it, never. From, from a woman's point of view, is, is that situation, is it really just like, a, all right, we'll just let him do that and then, and then we'll be free and clear? Or is, are you really curious and fascinated by it? No, I mean, if you're terrified and you think, like, I want to make nice, yeah, okay, I'll watch and then just go. <laughs> but uh, if, no, there, there's no curiosity for me anyway. I mean, if you've never seen a penis, I don't know. You, I, I have no idea what the reasons are that a woman but would say But in your yes. mind, don't you, like, when you look at du- when you look at guys, don't you look like, I wonder what that guy's penis looks like. Like, if you're on a date with someone, does that oh, ever sure. cross your... Oh, for sure. But not if you're, you're not on a date, uh, uh, oftentimes. Uh, as oh. it was this case, I was just giving someone a ride home. Oh, yeah. oh well, that is a much different oh, okay. story. Yeah. Oh, wow. Right. Yes. That is an yeah, entirely but still... different story. Yeah. I mean, was still, you know, preceded by flirtation. There was still flirtation. Still, you know, let me take you out sometime. And you know, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. And then, you know, well, how about just I whip out my penis real quick? No, definitely no, thank you. So. Well, you're really, you're like, because I kind of, I'm more on the shallow end of the, like, just really, I, I just want to be around nice people, very relaxed, nice people. Yeah. Life is complicated. I just like nice I get the creepsters. Yeah, you, you are, like, in the trenches. Like, you're just, like, in there with, like, all the, like, you just. I don't know if you just, can blame her for you're getting just someone a ride bold. home. No, 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 but just, like, your experiences, I don't know, I really, I want to pick your brain more. Like, there's. Fascinating. Do you think it's? Do you think? I'm sure. You, I think you probably have to wrap it up. You have to wrap it up. But I'm just curious. Like, what? Because you know that there's always this weird sexual tension between in male and female relationships, male and female friendships, and there always seems to be like one person probably likes the other. You know, like mm-hmm. there's that sort of thing. So how do you manage? 
how do you manage your male friendships and keep them keep them at bay? Um, you know, do you ha- are you friends with guys? Uh, I am. I am friends with guys, and I would say that most of them have asked me out at some point. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't freak out <laughs> about it like Sandra. But um, I. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I. I'm, I use a direct approach. I'm. I, they're a friend. It's really easy to be direct and like kind of laugh and just live up the awkward moment again. Like I. It's very hard to embarrass. <laughs> yeah, it's very hard to embarrass. But no, it's embarrassing for me as well. It's totally embarrassing because I have to be like, oh, yeah, like you know, it's awkward and the whole thing. But I just, you know, I, I like to just completely. Completely direct. No, not this lifetime, not next lifetime. And they're like, oh, sh- that's harsh. And I'm like, well, <laughs> we're, we're over it now. I mean, it's pretty- <laughs> and then you'll never ask it. You know, if, if you're very direct, you don't get the repeat offenders, which I feel like somebody else at this table does because she's so Chris. nice. Oh, she's, no, 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 no. <laughs> None of my guy friends have asked to jerk off in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> It's weird because all of your guy friends have asked to jerk off in front of me. Damn it! Oh, I'm just I'm jealous now. Well, guys. Yeah. No, it's it's a difficult thing. I mean, friends are friends. Come on. And plus, I'm so unse- I'm such a dude. I'm I'm easy to be a friend of a male. Very easy. Uh, you know. You're a great friend. Uh, but yeah, but with guys too, and the whole mm-hmm. farting and burping and just being completely unsexy, they're like, ah, okay. That's why you're single. I get it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's easier for some of us. The feminine ones and the charming and, you know, they smell like roses after Pilates. I don't, I don't know about those girls. But, um, we hate them. I just no, like them. They're nice, too. We like you. Um, uh, yeah, that's a really great question. Uh, it's complicated. Also, I think the truth is that a lot of relationships, um, no matter what the orientation, have some sexual tension sometimes in them. You know, and right. part of it is just accepting that sexual tension is something that is a part of life. You know, and attraction is a part of life. And, and I think denying that, or it's it's just kind of like, oh, it's just what it, what it is, and that's okay. You know, so um, so I'm in denial. Basically, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, I mean, friendship is such an important part of life, you know, and sometimes there is attraction, you know, which you can explore or not, but it's like, sure. you know. But it is kind of awkward when it's like repeat offenders. You're like, no. Or unless it's a really good friend. Uh-huh. Like, we, I don't think we've ever been, like, really attracted to one another. Because you and we've me? known each other for so long. Yeah, yeah no. You're you know, like you get sister. crushes on your girlfriends. Uh-huh. Yeah, this, we're, yeah too, no. we're too close. Yeah, no. I would be weird. Yeah, if I, like, hit on you one day and was like, I'm... So Sounds like you guys are digging around. <laughs> no, we've, we've right? That'd be crazy. I mean, that would be crazy. No. Don't, you would... Wait, what are we really talking about? <laughs> no, we've talked about this because it's, it's... Yeah, it's like... It's to be incestuous to be weird, you know? Very, but, yeah. But yeah, it's just, How do you navigate your friendships? You know? Honesty. Be nice. I mean, it is, it is interesting to me because I don't think, you know, in any of my guy friendships, there's just liter- there's no, there's none of that that I'm aware of. I, I, I often wonder, you know, like with, in female friendships, is, are, are there more sexual tensions uh, in, in that sense? I have so much to say about people being attracted to each other, even if it's all guy groups. I was just going to say, yeah. I actually say, I, that happens to me, uh, yeah. for sure. And it's not like... It's not like they're guys who claim to be straight, but I have certainly had guy friends who are just like, yeah, you know, I just want to... And I'm like, yeah, no thanks. And then that's the end of it. But, uh... Yeah. Yeah. No. Matt Myra does that to me all the time. 
Not really. I just thought it'd be funny to call him out on it. Another person who watched me jerk off recently. <laughs> I would be totally flattered. I mean, I always say this. Like, if I if 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 I if I get tweets uh, from gay gentlemen who are like, "Hey, I'd like to fuck your face" or whatever, I'm like, I I which I have gotten before. Huh. I, I I think it's a tremendous compliment because I always Absolutely. say like, I think gay I think gay gay men are pickier than women that I know. And so I always kind of feel like, this honestly happened to me. I was in New York. I was doing some shows in Chelsea, some comedy shows at this comedy club that was there. And I walked out of the club and these two dudes came up to me and they're like, hey, do you know where this gay club is that we're looking for? And my first reaction, honest to God, was, I must be dressed really well. Like, I honestly (laughs) took that as such a huge compliment that they thought that I knew where the club was. Yeah. Nice. (laughs) It really was nice. It really was nice. Um... (laughs) I'm not, I'm not saying that for comedy effect. That was no, the no, no. genuine, sincere reaction that I, I had. I mean, that is a huge compliment. I kind of, I like, I don't know, I, li- I like, I, I weirdly kind of like being accepted by gay, by gay dudes because I just feel like they're cooler than I am and it makes me feel like, oh, I must be doing something right. I don't know, it's weird. I don't know how to, I was raised by my mom primarily. I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And so it just makes me feel good. Yeah, they got mad style, a lot of those guys. Yeah. yeah. That's I'm good. pretty. I'm pretty metro. I I got a lot of shoes. Uh-huh. <laughs> and that's why we love you. Mm-hmm. So in touch with yourself. I want to thank uh, Chris and Yvette for coming out tonight, and the entire year of guests because a lot of people have done a lot of gone through a lot of traffic and they've gone through a lot of uh, stuff to travel to get to our shows. And um, guys, thank you for very much for being here. Thanks for doing the show. Thank I'm so you. proud of you for sticking with so it and enjoying it, and you really are helping people, and it's nice. <laughs> Thank you for asking me. God. Uh. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to Dave, Ed, and Matt. And also, um, some people have come every single month. So all of you guys who are in the audience who come every single month, I really love you guys for, for supporting the show, your social networking, being supportive. Um, and we had a few artists tonight who are amazing people, uh, Angelina Cardone and Larry Holdaway. Um, and I'm, their stuff is actually really sexy, and I'm totally jealous of you guys who won stuff in the audience. Uh, I'm going to post their bios and their links uh, when we post it up uh, on Nerdist.com. But I just I appreciate you all, and um, this has been such a great ride. So thank you very much. Thank you. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 